This episode is sponsored by our friends at Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Langling, and I am so happy that you are spending just a little bit of your day with me and my special guest today, Christina Rienzi. She is an author and writes thriller books. So I've been so excited to talk to her and to delve into her mind just a little bit to see how that works in her writer's brain. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's listen into the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. Thank you so much for spending a small part of your day with us. And today, my special guest, I have Christina Rienzi. She is a Jersey Shore-based new adult thriller author. She's also a certified professional coach and the former president of Sisters in Crime Central Jersey. Christina encourages others and herself to embrace the unknown through her stories. When she's not writing or drinking wine, Christina is spoiling her baby girl, watching Lifetime and Hallmark, singing and dancing to Yacht Rock Radio, or rooting for the WVU Mountaineers. She believes in all things paranormal, a closet full of designer bags, the law of attraction, aliens, angels, and the value of a graduate degree in psychology. Her debut audiobook, Among Us, was featured on Audible's ACX University and is an Audible Editor's Select pick. Awesome stuff, and you've got a lot of hats that you wear, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love all the hats. It keeps things interesting, and I never get bored. I don't like to be bored. So. And I completely understand that thought process because I wear numerous hats as well. So first off, I want to hear about how is it that you got into writing adult thrillers? Yeah, so I've always been intrigued by the unknown and by what scares me, what keeps me up at night. And so, and I always loved reading. I mean, I'm an avid reader. Um, and as a young person, I wrote a lot of short stories and they tended to be dark. Um, and so as I got older um, and most recently about 10 years ago or so, I thought, you know what, I want to try to go beyond short fiction and try to get into novel, which, you know, is a big leap um, and writers... Um, know that there's a learning curve and all these things. So I started that. But yeah, thrillers where my heart is. Um, it's what I'm most comfortable writing. I like to write fast paced. I like to um, write things that get your heart pumping and get you to overcome obstacles and fears. And so thriller just seems like the perfect genre for me. Well, and it's very interesting because my I'm, I'm an author as well. And my writing, I am more of a short story person. I've not yet jumped into that novel, you know, the big, the big books as I think of them. I haven't jumped into that realm yet, but I know that um, when I'm writing, I've not ever thought of thriller or, or anything in, in that realm. And so it's, I'm always fascinated by folks that do, because where, where do your, I know that you said you started writing when you were younger and most of your stuff was kind of dark that you wrote. Why do you think that was? That's very interesting because, you know, everyone's, you know, thinking, well, if you were a young kid writing this dark stuff, like what kind of, you know, house did you grow up in? <laughs> I mean, my parents were awesome. My, my dad's still with us. My mom passed, but, and I was an only child and my mom loved like unsolved mysteries and all that stuff. So I would, as a kid, watch that stuff with her. I didn't really know what was going on, but I was very intrigued by, um, 
just the dark side of life, meaning like I was brought up in a house where everybody was kind and loving and everything was good. And I was really blessed, really blessed. I have no complaints at all, but I think it intrigued me. Like, how could people have this dark side? Like, where does this come from? And so in my education, I went on to get a master's in psychology because I really felt like I wanted to understand the human condition, the brain behavior. And so all of these kind of tie together. And I think it's really just to have a little bit of a better understanding of life and knowing that not everything is black and white, right or wrong. Like there's grays everywhere and trying to understand the gray and to maybe over time, you know, give myself a little bit more empathy and understanding of human beings. Um, That's always been something that's intrigued me, which led me into, you know, um, the other area I write in, which is self-help, but certainly there's connections there. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just something I've been intrigued with. And I love things that scare me, um, because I do have a lot of fears in life. And so when I put myself in a position of, um, scaring myself, whether it's with a book or TV show or my writing, I do feel like I'm overcoming some of that fear. And then it's kind of therapeutic for me. So you just mentioned, which it caught my attention. You said you have a lot of fears in life. So what type of fears? So I'm afraid, I mean, look, I'm, I think the normal stuff like afraid of heights, um, I did do something to get over that a little bit. And I don't think I'm really that afraid of heights anymore. I so I'm, I'm terrified of sharks. I don't know why I love them. I'm obsessed with them. Like every shark fest, every shark, you know, movie I'm, I'm watching, but they scare me. I just feel like it's such a, a, a beautiful, massive, amazing, you know, uh, fish that, um, is also dangerous. So it's like something that's intrigues and scares me, I should say. Um, and I love the beach. I go to the beach often. I live near the beach. So the beach is like a part of my life. Um, and so, yeah, it's like that kind of, um, you're living, you know, both sides of the coin and I'm a Gemini, which makes sense. So I have to have a little bit of both. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I'm afraid of, I mean, the biggest thing I think I'm afraid of, which I think is a fear. A lot of people have, it's like, not like living my life just on a hamster wheel and not really truly living and like getting to the end of my life and looking back and going like, what did I really do? Was I there for people? Did I have the experiences I wanted? Was I a good person? Like, So I do think that I have been working on that a lot within the last five years, certainly through my coaching education and all that. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, I just want to live a happy life. I don't, I obviously worry about the same things people do, like something bad happening and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't like bugs, like <laughs> the typical <laughs> things, the difference, I think, I don't know, for me, it's like, I, I have a tendency to allow fear um, and anxiety to, to take over uh, situations where I can't get beyond it. And I do have anxiety, um, you know, not just like typical anxiety. I have, you know, issues with anxiety that I work on. Um, And I know that's part of who I am and that is totally cool with me. I just, I'm aware of it, but um, yeah. And I know a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and it is fear-based and I do, I, in working on myself, I've kind of, I'm learning to deal with that, but yeah, they're irrational fears, a lot of them. And, and some aren't, but you know, I want to live my life and I want to live a happy life and that's important to me. So I got to kind of get beyond them. And you have the, your background and as well as your creative outlets, I'm, I'm going to assume, or I'm going to ask you, is that helpful when, you know, with your anxiety, I, I'm, I'm a veteran and live with PTSD. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for your anxiety. service. Thank you. Uh, anxiety plays a big part of PTSD along with other things but I know what I do when I can feel it creeping because I can I can feel it me too 
Mm-hmm. Coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, and I'll tell myself the day, Oh, Oh, you're not coming up. I'm not letting you all the way in today. So what is it that you do with your background, with your professional background and your creativity and such? What is it that you do when you feel that creeping up? What type of things do you do? What, what, uh, what tools do you pull out of your toolbox? Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, I actually didn't get really my first panic attack until I was in grad school for psychology. It was interesting, but um, it's just how these things come up. But yeah, I, so I know when it's coming, I know it's not just normally like I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Some people that don't have anxiety think it's like, oh, I have anxiety. Cause I'm yes. Everybody has a level of anxiety. Right. But what I'm talking about is that anxiety that gets into your bones, it gets into your mind and it changes the way you look at the world and you're looking at the world irrationally and it, your body goes into fight or flight mode. So when that happens to me, I know it's coming. I get physical feelings. Like I physically feel, I do get heart palpitations and those things, but I also get tingling. That's one of my symptoms. I have hyperventilation syndrome. So I'll get tingling in my face, tingling in my lips, my tongue, my fingers. And I'll automatically think, cause it's anxiety talking you're having a heart attack, you're having a stroke, right? But I know it's anxiety. So I have to talk to myself and I tell myself things like, it's just anxiety, it's, it will pass. And I just, I have to work it out with myself. I talk to myself, I distract myself. Distraction is a huge tool that I use. I try to turn the TV on or I call a friend. I always make a phone call, unless it's the middle of the night, I'll make a phone call and say, and a lot of my friends deal with it too. And I'll say, I'm having anxiety, just talk to me and we'll start having a conversation and 15 minutes go by the normal time frame of a panic attack, 15, 20 minutes uh, and it's gone and I move on. But I know, you know, these are things and I usually know why it's happening. It's like, I know why this is happening because X is coming up or this just happened to me. Um, sometimes it's out of the blue, but usually it isn't. So yeah, it's just, you know, I am so grateful to have the education I do, but also to be self-aware and to have people in my life that support me and understand and respect and don't negate what I'm going through or make fun of, or tell me to get over it, or it's not a big deal. Or, you know, I know I have anxiety too. Like people get it. And I love and appreciate that because I feel like my support system is everything. And if I didn't have that growing up and I didn't have that now, it would be much, much harder much, much harder to deal with it because it does mess with your head in so many ways. Um, And it's a process. And I do believe that for me specifically, when I'm not dealing with something, be it like an emotional issue um, or, you know, like a psychological thing, like I'm worrying about something and I'm not addressing it, or, you know, that's when it creeps up. It's like my body telling me deal with what you got to deal with. Um, But absolutely writing is cathartic. I love, love, love writing. Um, you know, my nonfiction stuff, I have a newsletter and I'm writing a book, but I also love my fiction. I process a lot through my fiction. Um, And you know what, it's really about for me, Mm self-care. So, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like taking care of myself. When I was going to ask you, as you're writing your fiction, um, are parts of you, are darker parts of you in your characters? Everything. I think with every author, every, you are every character in some way. I mean, you ever people say, well, I'm not the killer. I'm not the, it's not, that's not what you are. No, you're not a killer, but you are processing anger, fear, revenge, jealousy, envy, you know, whatever those things are as a human that we have, that's normal and natural. And there's no reason to not have those. We process them through our characters. And absolutely, there's a piece of me in each of them. And I think when I recognize that, even though it kind of scared me a little bit, and I went, oh my God, am I? I realized that's normal and natural and healthy. 
and I am creating people out of nowhere. I mean, I don't use people as a basis. Someone asked me, is your, your characters, but no, they're not based on anyone. I take pieces of traits and behaviors that I've seen, maybe TV, maybe someone I know and create, but yes, absolutely. We are our characters because they come from within us. We, we birthed them in a sense and our life experience has become their uh, character profile and their life experience. Um, and so, yeah, I find it cathartic. And I think maybe that's why I write thrillers. It's cathartic for me to process things like death, like, um, you know, fear and anxiety and like um, just, uh, you know, evil, so to speak, in the world. You know, and that makes perfect sense to me. Now, uh, you know, before I, I, I can't wrap my brain around, I could not personally sit down and probably write a thriller. Um, maybe I could. I've never tried. So I, can't, I shouldn't say I can't. I've never tried. But my brain doesn't go that way. And I've, like I asked, or I had stated earlier, I was, I've always been interested in those folks that can write those and how it just comes to them. You've painted a really good picture for me. So thank you, because now I understand it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know. It's funny. It's like when you start writing, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, but you're like, I'm pulled to, and everyone told me, write what stirs your gut, write what gets you excited. Because there's so many things I wanted to write about. I had all these different, I didn't know what I was going to write, women's fiction, thriller, I didn't know. And it turns out thriller was where it was at. But yes, it was for me, cathartic, fun fun because it's a fast pace and it was like action and very like, and I like that. I, I like that um, heart, you know, when you're like in, you know, your breath is right. your throat kind of feeling. Um, but I also love, like I said, the inspirational, the motivational stuff. So it's, it is based on my mindset. I have absolutely shifted gears from writing like something like Among Us that I wrote my latest thriller that came out. Um, I put that on hold because I wasn't in the frame of mind to write. When I started writing it, I was excited about it because I liked the idea, but like my heart was pulling me in another direction and I had to go write something else because that I wasn't in that mindset. So you just have to trust your gut as a person and it, but as an author as well. And if you're excited, hopefully your reader will be. I was just going to say, when you have that excitement, it definitely shows in your writing. And especially when you get the comments from your readers saying, wow, I was so pulled into that story or I felt exactly what you were talking about. That's, that's just the highest praise. And you know, how awesome, how awesome that you're able to do that for your readers. Now you had mentioned that you weren't in the right mindset to do a thriller and you want a totally different direction. So share what that direction was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, well, I finally gotten to the point where I'm, I'm working on releasing it, but I started really thinking about what I wanted to do with my life in terms of not just, you know, authoring thrillers, which was like always my dream, but I really was thinking about like my everyday life, like how I want to show up in life and who I want to be and the things I want to do. So I really started working more on um, personal development, leadership, self-help type work. And I, a lot of the things that I wrote never made it to print, but they were things that I had to process and work through. And what it came to be was that I went on for my coaching certification. I was in a different place where I really felt like I needed to come out of a rut. I had been in a rut for a few years. My mom had passed away and it just sent me down, you know, grief. It was grief and it was life. And that was just, there was nothing, you know, it was just, everybody goes through it at some point. Um, and I decided it went through it for several years. I decided that I wanted to want to write anything dark. I really wanted to go pop, you know, go in a positive and pull myself out and it did help. So yeah, I was focusing more on that. And, um, I took some classes in happiness and well-being, Um, and I was just real and coaching. I got my coaching certification and I just started focusing on a different side of myself 
which by the way, when I write thrillers, I write them so it will help people get over their fears and overcome obstacles in the story and in life. And that's what coaching is too. And I felt like it was the same thing, but in a different way. I needed it. It was like my therapy and, um, and my help. And since then, I've had a coach that I talk to. So um, having somebody to talk to every week is really, is really helpful. So I just did what was pulling me. What is in the works right now um, for on the nonfiction end then? So on the nonfiction end, I'm writing a self-help book on happiness called Be Happy Now. I recently finished um, a certification in happiness studies. Um, and really the, the happiness studies are about well-being, whole being, about everything coming together so that you have a, a deeper sense of joy and peace and meaning in life. Um, but I think what people resonate with is happiness. Like you know what feeling happy is and what not, right? And it's not to say like you need to be happy all the time or that you shouldn't be sad or you shouldn't be angry. It's more, I want to have something that was really useful, something, you know, short and, and, and to the point about a few things you can do. And there are actually five secrets that you can um, put right into action immediately that are proven, backed by science, backed by research to get you feeling good, to get you feeling happy. So when you're in a place where I'm having a bad day and I can't get out of it. I've been there. I can't get myself out of it. Like everything I do, I'm snapping. I'm annoyed. I'm, I can't let it go. And it's really like, dragging me down. Um, and now again, I want to make a disclaimer here. I'm not talking about someone who has like, you know, depression or has been diagnosed with something where this isn't something you can just, by the way, pull yourself out of. I'm talking about the everyday annoyances that really pull you into a rut and start spiraling. I do it all the time. I probably still do it. Um, I'm sure I do, but I wanted to give people really five quick things you can do to pull yourself out and to feel good. And it's science-based. And that's what the book is about it's called be happy. Now it's just when you're stuck in a rut, and it's overwhelming and you just don't know what to do, here are five things you can do real quick, real easy. So is that a finished product and released? It is not released yet. It is in the final stages um, of just making some edits. So I'm hoping, I plan to release it in September. It may be a little, little bit later now, but it's coming before the end of the year for sure. Awesome, awesome. And where will that be published to? So it will be published um, wide. Usually I go on Amazon for, I do like a KU Kindle select mm -hmm. um, for the first three, you know, 90 days. And then we go wide and it'll go everywhere that books are sold. Um, and my website, christinarienzi.com is where, you know, there'll be links to all of my books and where they can be purchased. And I do, this is one, I have two audiobooks, Among Us and Winter Road. And this will also be an audiobook, um, probably not until 2022, but I do want to get this out in audio because I think for me at least, nonfiction and audio is I love because I can listen to it over and over and over again and it just gets in my head and it helps me and you can listen to it wherever you're at and wherever you are and if you need to you just put it in and I do that with so many of my audio books I just re-listen to them when I need a boost in an area like we all do of course yes and we all do need that and I'm, I'm fascinated how you how you go from how you work on thrillers which is you know a little bit of dark and then you jump to the light side and you're doing that you know happiness and well-being so in the middle what do you see in the middle of those two because you had to have bridged how did you bridge from that to from thriller darkness to nonfiction, happiness and well-being right so what connects them i think it's just the human condition to grow and develop and change that's where it came from and i didn't realize till i was in retrospect looking at my thrillers going oh, my thrillers are doing the work my coaching does 
Like I'm helping, I'm giving my characters obstacles to overcome, triumph over and change and become, come out the other side stronger, you know, better for who they want to be. Like, you know, it's not just about reaching their goals. It's about changing intrinsically. Every story is right. The caterpillar to butterfly. Mm -hmm. And so coaching um, and any kind of work you do on yourself is the caterpillar to butterfly. And when I run that kind of connected for me, I thought, well, I can write I can do, I can look at nonfiction that way and I can make it, I can have it mirror and mimic story, but it's just as useful to a different way. Someone may not want to read a happiness book. They don't want to deal with that, but they'll pick up my thriller. And guess what? When you're done with my thriller, you're going to have a feeling that looks like the feeling you would have had if you coached with me, because you're going to have overcome something. You're going to triumph. You're going to feel like you can go out in the world and do what my character did. Or that if something like that happens to you, that's what you would do. You know, that's how, that's the feeling. I'm about the emotion. And I also want to understand and empathize with humans. That's like important to me to not just to get outside myself. That's amazing. And I'm glad that you shared that and that our listeners will benefit from that because you got a lot of, a lot of little nuggets of wisdom in there. So I like to ask a question when we wrap things up on this show for writers or actually anyone, because we actually touched on quite a few topics in our short time together, but what is something that you want to leave our listeners with? Give, leave a tip or something, um, whether it's for a writer or someone who has anxiety, what I'm going to leave that up to you, a tip that they can take with them today and uh, use with them in the days to come. I think for anybody listening, no matter what you're going through and something that's very hard for us to wrap our head around, but is so important is to remember that you are the most important person in your life and that what brings you joy and what fills your soul isn't just for you. You will benefit everybody you interact with from somebody on a podcast to someone in an email, to your spouse, to your partner, to your children, to your dog, to your cat. When you feel good, it spreads. And so whatever it is you can do, if maybe like, you know, if you struggle with anxiety, like I do, if it's taking care of that, making it a priority, making sure you honor that, you, you know, that part of yourself, that you love that part of yourself, even though it's something that you might struggle with, you're human, you're perfect just the way you are. We're all perfect just the way we are. Um, and so, yes, you are the most important person in your life. Take care of yourself, love yourself. I know those are very vague terms, but the bottom line is know that you matter. And when you take care of yourself, you are taking care of the people you love too. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And those two simple words, you matter. Yeah, you do. It's easy to forget. I neglect myself. I have a big thing with self-neglect. That's one of my things and I work on it, but Absolutely. I noticed that when I'm filling my soul and I'm filling my cup and I'm writing or I'm doing these podcasts or anything that brings me joy, it spills over to everything and everyone. And there's no greater gift you can give the people in your life than to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining me today. I loved our chat and I love when we end up touching on so many different topics and I could end up sitting here talking for another hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> Me too. I could really delve into a lot of oh things. Oh my gosh, so much, so much. <laughs> so I would love to have you on again sometime in a few months, maybe next year, beginning of next year, 
see what's going on in your writing realm, what's going on with the thrillers, what's going on with the nonfiction, and anything else you want to chat about. But uh, would would love to would love to have you on again uh, next year sometime to see how your journey is going and where it's taken you. I would absolutely love that. I, I'm so honored to be on your show and I would love to come back. Awesome. Thank you very much. And thank you for spending part of your day with me. And for all of you listeners out there, thank you for spending part of your day listening to myself and Christina, my special guest today on Let Fear Bounce. Christina, once again, thank you very much and have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much.